A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Visit safercommunity.net and click on Drug Poisoning. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Five minutes after five o'clock on a Thursday morning, boy, and prayers and thoughts going out to anybody down in the southern tier of states. They uh, have Hurricane Laura on land now in southwestern Louisiana, and weather experts are calling it an unsurvivable storm surge. So anybody that decided that they were going to try to ride this one out made a drastically terrible decision, I'm afraid. We'll maybe get a chance to talk more about that with Stu Muck when he joins us with weather details in about 15 minutes. Our weather for today, still very active, but hopefully starting to settle down a little bit. 91 is our expected high for today, so warmer than what we expected yesterday. 50% chance of afternoon showers or thunderstorms. The question is, any of it going to be severe? Tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms are possible. 84 are expected high. Saturday, sunshine and back down to 75. Sunday, partly cloudy and 74. So uh, if we can just get through this stretch of weather, things should be all right. We're also talking after 5.30 about what's happening with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's annual meeting. They have decided they're going to an online platform, and instead of basically five days' worth, four or five days' worth of uh, camaraderie, and networking, they are going to push into a two-day business session all online. Josh got a chance to visit with the president of the Farm Bureau, Joe Brager. We'll hear him after 5.30. And Mike North from Commodity Risk Management Group down in Platteville is going to join us this morning. I talked with Mike yesterday. Lots of different elements influencing dairy. He'll give us the latest update on that. And, of course, this terrible storm's impact on the markets as well. So grab a cup of coffee or better yet, a cold glass of milk. We got a full show ahead. We're talking about livestock in Wisconsin and around the country and around the world. We're talking cattle and hogs and things like that. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. But one enterprise that we might not think of as livestock, the horse industry. A lot of people have it for pleasure, but still horses do an awful lot of work. Maybe not as much as they used to do in this country, but Josh, they're an important critter in many parts of the world to feed the locals oh completely bob it's something you don't really think about that much josh scrambling here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. and as you said a lot of times here in the united states they they're they're for pleasure that's what they are there are workhorses depending on where you're at but for the most part it's a hobby well across the pond in some third world countries horses are still a very very integral part in getting work done and without them what would you do? So our intern, Emma Jorgensen, who today is her final day, she spoke with a local vet here in Wisconsin that is part of an initiative to go across the ocean and take care of these horses that may not otherwise receive medical care. The Equitarian Initiative is a nonprofit that helps working horses, donkeys, and mules across the world. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Emma Jorgensen. I caught up with Dr. Judy Backer, the board president of the Equitarian Initiative, and she told me what the nonprofit is and how it was created. The Equitarian Initiative is a group of volunteer veterinarians. It's a nonprofit organization, and there are veterinarians, vet techs, vet students, equine scientists, and farriers 
who all travel to other communities internationally, and we provide care for working equids, which are horses, donkeys, mules. And we all, besides providing veterinary care, we also educate their owners and the vets in the area so that they can more sustainably continue that care. And you said that it is a group that works internationally. Where do you work? We work in several countries in Central America. We work in Guatemala, Honduras, um, Peru, and South America. And then we also go to Haiti in the Caribbean. When you're there working on these horses, mules, donkeys, whatever you can find, I guess, what kind of cares do you usually do? Well, we do a lot of teaching, and so we will have the local owners or the veterinarians in the area, if there are any, work with us. And we do dentistry work. We do vaccinations and deworming. We do a lot of wound care. A lot of them have saddle sores or harness sores because most of them are working animals that haul goods to market or carry people to school or carry people to market as well to sell their goods. And so there's a lot of poor fitting harnesses and saddles, and they have severe sores on their back. So we spend a lot of time treating those as well as teaching them different ways of harnessing or saddling so that they can prevent those sores from happening. And then we do castrations and other surgeries as well, and um, any emergency colic or choke that may happen while we're there. What supplies do you usually bring with you? We try to buy as much of the veterinary supplies and medicine in-country as we can. It helps their local economy as well as it avoids trying to get through customs, which, which can be very tricky at times. Otherwise, we will bring some supplies with us, and it's usually vaccinations, dewormers, antibiotics, anything we see that we think the animals may need for urgent or emergency type of health care or preventative health care as well. Is there any um, work that you do within the United States? Yes, we travel to several reservations in South Dakota currently. They are sovereign nations with very little access to veterinary care, and they are horse people. They have a very strong connection to horses. They are so eager to learn and care for their horses as best they can. So we do provide care, but again, we do a lot of teaching as well. And they are sustainably carrying on that teaching and helping each other and helping the horses in their area as well. And what types of supplies and donations can you take out there since you don't have to fly there? So donations that help us on the reservations are saddles, western saddles, bridles, halters, and lead ropes. Cowboy boots are the only other thing that we will take. The children out on the reservation spend hours and hours riding, as do many of the adults. And many of them don't have any tack or, or poor fitting tack. And so these donations are greatly appreciated. Why is the Equitarian Initiative so important to these working animals? So there's about 100 million people in developing countries who depend on working equids, which again are horses, donkeys, and mules. And these working equids make up 90% of the world's horse population yet they only have about 1% of the world's horse doctors working on them. And so there's very little to no care in most of these communities, and the families depend entirely on them for their income. So they're often their only source through tourism or through hauling to market, 
they are, almost always are their only source of transportation. And so kids getting to school, traveling long distances, they can only ride on the donkey. So these families, and often multiple families, will depend on one animal. And if they don't have good health care, if the animal doesn't have good health care, then the family will be trying to do all of that work and, and maybe have little to no income. How has COVID affected your work in these countries? Well, at the time, we have had to suspend all our physical programming. So we are not traveling through 2020 and, and probably early 21. We are doing distance learning in many of these communities. We have long-term relationships. We have very good partners in these communities. They want to continue learning and they want to continue expanding their skills. So we're, we're starting to work on distance learning with them. It's a challenge because often they don't have good internet or they don't even have computers. So we're trying to find different ways of, of getting the information to them. And they are working on their end, trying to, to also find ways to see the information. And so COVID is going to be devastating if it enters some of these communities. They are very remote. They have little to no access to human health care either. And it will be very devastating. We also worry about starvation or just food insecurity. Most of these communities live day to day and their markets have to function daily. And so if there are a stay at home type orders or shutdowns, they have very little food stock or nor do they have money to purchase large amounts of food. So we worry as much about food insecurity as we do actually COVID. And the last thing we want to do is bring COVID to any of these communities. And so we will not be traveling until we know it is safe for us to go into these remote areas. And if somebody wants to get involved with um, the Equitarian Initiative or donate, how do they do that? It's great when we have people get involved. Uh, for the most part, other, if, other than equine professionals, we ask for donations from other people or um, fundraiser-type events when we can do those again. Equitarianinitiative.org is our website and the place people can go to, to donate. Right now, donations are helping us continue the distance learning. They're helping us occasionally um, help the vet agents or the vets in-country purchase medications because they're continuing the work and yet have to do much of it for free right now because their economies are, slow, are so damaged by COVID. That was Dr. Judy Becker, the board president of the Equitarian Initiative. If you would like to learn more about the 90% of the world's horse population that are working equids and more about this international nonprofit, you can go to equitarianinitiative.org. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Emma Jorgensen. What weather is in store for the Midwest today? Stay tuned as ag meteorologist Stu Muck gives you the latest forecast in just moments. Right here, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Calm your nerves, clear your head, cleanse the palate. Happy hour, 4 to 7, in the sunshine, on the patio at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. This is how it's done. Hey, Rodo, you been down there to I-39 Supply yet? Is that that place Hubcap was telling me about with them trailers? Where's that at? You bet, Scooter. It's about five miles south of Portage in the middle of cornfields. I mean your sister. Oh, man. I-39supply.com. Eating, working, living pain-free. 
These are things many of us take for granted. But for many adults with disabilities who are elderly or have serious medical issues, dental care is simply unaffordable. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to just see one of the many patients in need. You can literally change a life. When you volunteer with DLN's donated dental services program to see one, you treat a pre-qualified patient in your office at your convenience. We handle the details so you can focus on the care. Lack of dental care can lead to the inability to have life-saving surgery, eat or contribute to our community. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message. Will you see one? Visit willyouseeone.org to help change one life in your community today. With Johnson Tractor's brand new Case IH online parts store, you can order from your computer or your mobile device. Sign up for an account with Johnson Tractor and get free shipping on your first order. Johnson Tractor's Case IH online parts store is open for business 24-7, 365 days a year. Just log on at johnsontractor.com and click on the online parts store tab. Visit the brand new Case IH online parts store at johnsontractor.com. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn. Farm goddess, agricultural princess, queen of all that moves. Nah, let's stick with farm babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Alrighty, 518 as we get started on what's going to be a really hot, sticky day around Wisconsin. But first, let's talk a little bit about uh, what he's observing maybe farther south. Stumacher, ag meteorologist, joining us live via Skype. Now, I know you, you're just enough of a weather geek that you probably were watching some of uh, what was developing down in Louisiana? I've been uh, just kind of catching up on it myself this morning. It's it's uh, hard to look away that uh, now that I guess it's Hurricane Laura, almost a Category Five when it hit land. And I was mentioning earlier, you know, all I can think about is trying to be a farmer in that neck of the woods. Oh. Even if you started preparing, you know, days and days ago. Uh, they said sixty uh, percent of Louisiana agriculture is based on livestock, forty percent on crops. Uh, there's stories all over being shared by farmers that tried to get their livestock to higher ground, but now they're saying the storm surge is going to be unsurvivable in some areas. I mean, I'm I'm just afraid of what the postscript on this one's going to look like. Well, you look at a radar map this morning, there's this tight little curl where the, where Laura's right on that East Texas, Louisiana border. Mm-hmm. And all of that rain is just circling counterclockwise right around that tight little center of that storm. And the rain pushes north almost to Southern Missouri already yeah. today. It's just covering acres and acres and they're measuring rain by inches in just a short amount of time. And those winds, you know, 80, 90 plus miles per hour, just a lot of tremendous damage. And like you said, what can you do? You can try to move livestock to higher ground, but are you going to get them all out in time? And any kind of a crop just doesn't hardly stand a chance. So mm-hmm. this is one that, uh, following up on what happened in Iowa just a week or so ago, really hitting hard in the ag industry. 
we get a little better break, but we're going to get some rain too, not necessarily related to Laura, but a front's dropping in out of the north today. Low pressure still out to our west. The front dropping on into central Wisconsin, down into southeast Minnesota. There's a little narrow band of some light rain scattering east along that front. Oh, just around La Crosse and off to the northeast, uh, still north of uh, Adams County, and and pushing further on over toward uh, Was- or Wapaka, excuse me, and on toward Green Bay going to kind of dissipate as that front tries to drop a little further south today but we all get a chance yet before this day is through uh, more likely later in the afternoon for a bit of a scattered shower or an isolated thunderstorm rain more likely overnight into friday and there'll be another wave late friday or friday night what's going to happen this front pulls in low pressure starts to push right towards southern wisconsin and another weak cool front sweeps it all out as we head to Friday night. Then we dry it out, stay a little bit cooler for the weekend. That all sounds great, but there's going to be rain, and I'd say measurable rain. Let's talk amounts uh, at least through a good part of our area, La Crosse, Mauston, over to Oshkosh and Fond du Lac, probably Beaver Dam lumping in there too. Upwards of one or maybe even two inches of rain could be seen, not quite as heavy further south down toward Madison or further north in the state, but even there, still up to an inch or more could be seen, and that happens all starting tonight, lasting into Friday evening. I'll have forecast details right after this. Pride is an incredible feeling. It's satisfaction, confidence, self-respect, and determination all rolled into one. But it's not something you can pluck out of thin air. It's got to be earned through honest, hard work that pays off in the end. At Dairyland Seed, we don't just want you to team up with us. We want to make you proud that you did, and we work hard to earn that pride. So when you plant one of our top-performing corn or soybean products, you'll know it's been selected specifically for your region, soil, and conditions. When you meet your personal Dairyland seed rep, you'll know they'll be walking your acres with you, hands in the dirt, helping you make the best decisions for your success. And when you see the results come harvest, you'll know exactly what it means to be Dairyland seed proud. If you're ready to discover Dairyland Seed Pride, we're ready to start earning it. Find a rep in your area at DairylandSeed.com. 523 now. All right, Stu, give us a little bit more on that forecast. I mean, I'm glad to see the temperatures break a little bit this weekend. Glad to see that we're going to get rain. But there's a bunch of guys I saw going crazy trying to get another cutting of hay off. So hopefully they get it picked up, what'd you say, before tonight? Yeah, even late this afternoon, there could very well be a little scattered shower activity popping up almost anywhere in lacrosse with a bit of a sprinkle this morning. More likely during the day, we'll see sunny, hot summertime weather, humid, sticky as well. I mean, we're pushing up in the low 90s heat index again in the mid or upper 90s this afternoon with the west breeze about 5 or 10. So another hot, sticky one today. And then rain developing, becoming mostly cloudy. Showers, even thunderstorms, especially as we head toward the later part of the night. We're going to drop back down to around 70 or so. West winds becoming variable about 5, even southeast by daybreak. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Showers, thunderstorms. possibility early in the day more likely mid-morning into the afternoon temps still up in the mid 80s with the southeast winds at 5 to 15 rain into friday night showers and storms should end as we make our way late through the night 
Like I said, rain amounts a good broad brush across a good part of central Wisconsin, an inch or two, not quite as heavy at Madison, say upwards to an inch and an inch and a half, becoming mostly sunny Saturday, mid-70s, about the same Sunday, mid-70s, nice little breeze. The weekend will be beautiful, but it's going to be a while to dry things out. Mm-hmm. That's all right. That's the first time in a while we've been able to say that. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. You bet. Take care. Stumach is our ag meteorologist, and if we take a look at con- current conditions, La Crosse, you're partly cloudy, 75, Mauston clear in 73, Fond du Lac clear in 73, Beaver Dam clear in 72, at the airport, Madison, clear skies, 73 degrees. We're talking with Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group down in Platteville after 5.30. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Buy direct from the manufacturer and start saving on your fuel storage costs. 1,000-gallon and 550-gallon fuel tanks are in stock at USEMCO, built Wisconsin Tough and Toma. Sandblasted and urethane-coated prevents rusting and wear and tear. Plus, they come with a full factory warranty. A tough tank for a soft price from USEMCO. Visit usemco.com and click on fuel tanks. Save on your fuel storage costs with the Wisconsin company always looking after you. Visit usemco.com. As long as the sun keeps shining, you keep the grill grilling. And UW Provisions Local Source Foods in Sun Prairie has everything to help you create a delicious menu. Fresh local beef, pork, and poultry, plus your seafood favorites and fish. Hey, there's plenty of warm grilling time weather to enjoy. Visit UW Provisions Local Source Foods in Sun Prairie and grill out while supporting a local business. This week's specials, flavored boneless and skinless chicken breasts, beef meatballs, shrimp, prime grade briskets, pork butts, triple berry fruit pies, Oscar Mayer bacon, and flavored breasts. Local Source Foods in Sun Prairie. Johnson Tractor asks you to close your eyes. Now, imagine the perfect flow of grain from the field to the bin. Imagine a single rotor that ensures both quality and productivity. And think about an advanced system that optimizes harvest settings on the go. But you don't have to imagine. With features like AFS Harvest Command, an Axial Flow Combine from Case IH, and Johnson Tractor always delivers the perfect flow for your operation. Your new Case IH Combine is waiting for you at Johnson Tractor in Judah and Janesville. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson. Rosa Parks or Sally Ride. Bogart or Brando. You're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov. Or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. What if you didn't care about being on the fast track? Instead of flying to the big interview, what if you flew somewhere else altogether? Like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see. What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. 
Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training effect. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of Battles Won. Be the light. That's my motto. Hi, I'm Scott. Proud employee with EverReady Electric for over 20 years. We want you. Yes, you. We're hiring for journeymen or master electricians. Full-time with a hiring bonus of $1,500. Why? Well, we get that transitioning from one job to another has costs. And we're here to support you in a new comfort zone. Join our team and apply online. Or call and ask for Linda. She'll amp you up. We're ever ready. Now that Wisconsin football is canceled, what are we going to do? I don't know. I know what you can do. You can go golfing. It's the Zone Golf Scramble, September 26th at Coachman's Golf Resort in beautiful Edgerton. For $75, each participant will receive 18 holes of golf, a cart, lunch, a goodie bag, and a socially distanced beer social thanks to our friends from Carbon 4. It's the Zone Golf Scramble at Coachman's Golf Resort in Edgerton, September 26th. Sign up now at madcitysportszone.com. All right, Zach, the reason why we're in here is because, A, I missed you like the desert misses the rain. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen you since last Friday, so I missed you dearly, yep. even though we did exchange a couple of texts on uh, Saturday. And, <laughs> and, B, you were at Lambeau yesterday watching the Packers practice. Very fr- and we figured it out, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, Lambeau the last two days. Monday was not worth anything, and yesterday <laughs> was, uh, was very interesting, All I right, thought. R- let's, let's just get Monday out of the way really quick. Why was that just nothing? So they were not in pads. They were just uh, in helmets, and it was essentially a walkthrough for an hour and ten minutes, which made the, uh, the five-hour round trip not really worth it. But <laughs> the but, other drive does suck. But yesterday was certainly uh, made up for it. That they, was worth it. Ton of team drills. They went like they, I think they went close to fifty plays. Team drills, eleven on eleven, various things like third down, red zone, backed up, like all over the place. And the first play, I mean, even the first playing team stood out. And Nelson, very okay, excited. Okay, is this the play? Because I was, I was, I wasn't going oh, to get it right away. Okay. Oh, well, I was going to ask real quick, and then transition into. Sorry, it. that's okay. I mean, you're a big J. I'm just an entertainer. There is, when it comes to the Packers, Matt LaFleur in his press was saying, we're going to ramp up the physicality of it. Did they ramp up the physicality? Mercedes Lewis saw that on the first play of team drills, coming on a, on a little bit of a pull and met Rashawn Gary and put Rashawn Gary in the ground. Ooh, like put it him was, on, and I quote from your tweet, on his... Yeah. yeah. to see it. It was... I'm surprised Nelson wasn't all over that tweet. As were some other people that responded to the tweet. They're like, why yeah. hasn't Nelson responded to this? Why hasn't Nelson made a comment about this? I think it's largely because the rest of the practice, Rashawn Gary tore it up. Did he? Yeah, he had at least <laughs> he had at least three would-be sacks, obviously not taking the quarterback to the ground. But he's been as impressive as any of their outside linebackers so far uh, in camp. And um, Is it Darius back? Yeah, he pre- but he didn't take part in the 11-on-11 yesterday. He okay. was in pads but didn't do anything. He did do one-on-one drills and uh, – Dominated his guy, uh, per usual. But no, Rashawn Gary, 
has been among the standouts to this point. Yeah, I saw. I saw someone. Someone tweeted Doesn't at you. Doesn't phase me. These so, these eyes have seen some things, and you, I know what I see I, in Rashawn Gary. I, I seen it. So someone tweeted at you, Zach, and that tweet you had about Mercedes Lewis putting Rashawn Gary on his. Yeah. What he says. This guy Jerry says. R. Gary is on the edge of being a bust. And yeah. you quoted that tweet, which I love when you do stuff like that because it means there's you're going to body someone. And you said on your Twitter at Zach Halperin, not even close. That was one play. It was a standout the rest of practice. Looked like he's going to play a big role this year. Yeah, and I, I stand by that. I think he's going to play a big role. There's no Look, there's he's the there's no Kyler Fackrell there to take snaps away from him anymore. Fackrell, get it right? Yeah, uh, excuse me. And so with them not perhaps wanting to play – uh, Preston Smith and Zedarius Smith as many snaps as they did last year. I think Rashawn Gary is going to play a ton, and they've got a package where you're going to get all three of those guys on the, fl- on, the uh, on there at the same time. Is it the old Packers psycho? Wasn't that where they had like everyone standing up? It's called around? something different, uh, but it. But I think it's. Uh, but like I, they're just going to move guys around. Yeah, I'm not going to. I can't. You can't comment on. I'm not going to go any further than that. But they're, they're moving guys around. Are they still? Are they still? They're oh, staying yes. firm with that, right? Oh yeah. Like, you can't do your job. Parts of your job. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think if they would have? <laughs> I don't had, want to put you in a bad spot. Sorry. Do you think if they would have had these type of policies that Dom Capers' defense actually would have stopped someone? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that, that laugh was funny. Doubtful because the fans were in the stands. Oh, you mean like if they if Dom Capers Dom Capers was the guy right now? Yeah, like when like you could no talk about what they're doing at practice. Yes, probably. Right, and, and also you know, where, you know where Dom Capers is now. In the aisle at Walmart, getting his just for men jet black yeah. hair dye. He is not. I was gonna. My guess was actually gonna be in a barber shop getting, <laughs> getting his, his hair dye. dye. Those are he? those are very good guesses because I think we're all in agreement with that. What a head of hair! He is currently in the Minnesota Vikings organization. Oh yeah, as a defensive Ooh. assistant. I remember seeing that tweet, quoting that, it, and laughing about that it. That defense is taking a step back, folks. The only so they gave up. Yikes! So the Packers got That's Jerry funny. Gray, and they got. Dom Capers. I think it's a big win for the <laughs> All right, so speaking of Minnesota, well done. Look, we're just on the same wavelength today. Uh, the draft for Matt, uh, Matt LaFleur and Brian, or Brian Kudukuns and Matt LaFleur, I guess, would have to give us a blessing on some. But uh, Kamal Martin, the Minnesota linebacker in the fifth round, was kind of banged up, I guess, coming in. And then apparently he's been crushing it in practice. Is that true? Yeah, he had a knee injury at the end of last year. He played through the end of the season, but then you know had surgery before the bowl game. Obviously uh, didn't get to take part in the combine. Uh, because they say, uh, because he, he assumes still, they, he was he still runs dinged up. Four, five, four, six, he something. was still dinged up, and then obviously the pro day, because of COVID, didn't get to take part in that. And so he sent out a tape to all the people right around draft time showing them that he was fully healthy. I think he's a guy that probably could have gone a little bit earlier. I mean, Packers got him in the fifth round, but he has been the most impressive rookie. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, say a little prayer this morning for any of the people that decided they wanted to try to ride out Hurricane Laura in southwest Louisiana. Weather officials say it is an unsurvivable storm surge. That's not just people, that's pets, that's animals, that's businesses. Is it influencing our markets? We'll talk with Mike North. From Commodity Risk Management Group down in Platteville, he's our live guest about 545. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. So today, 27th day of August, on this day, back in 1878, the typewriter was patented. Now, I'm sure I'm showing my age by even knowing what a typewriter is, 
let alone the fact that I used to use one. But it started in a machine shop in Milwaukee. A mechanical engineer put a telegraph instrument on top of a base and basically tapped on carbon paper. That's how the typewriter got started, 1878. On this day in 1990, rock guitarist Stevie Ray Vaughan died in a helicopter crash when he slammed into a ski slope near East Troy. He just got done performing a concert at Alpine Valley. And on this day in 2003, Mars got as close as it's ever gotten to Earth since before Christ, B.C. Next time they say Mars is going to get that close to Earth, 2287. And on this day in 2005, make that 2003, the world's biggest battery was plugged in. Kind of a crazy thing. 2,000 square meters of space, weighs over 1,300 ton. And you know what? It's designed to provide emergency electricity to Fairbanks, Alaska, for about seven minutes. And now you know. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. So, we continue to talk about the changes already coming up this fall and winter when it comes to our annual business meetings and face-to-face gatherings. (laughs) They're just not going to happen. Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, the latest organization to decide their annual meeting will be all online. It wasn't an easy decision or conclusion to reach. Josh caught up with the president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau to talk more about it. It's normally in December that Wisconsin farmers from all around the state flock to Kalahari in the Wisconsin Dells to attend the Wisconsin Farm Bureau annual convention as well as the YFA conference. This year, sadly, though, it will not be happening in person as the Wisconsin Farm Bureau annual meeting is going completely virtual. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. I've got Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation President Joe Bragger on the line. Joe, I'll be honest. When I saw the news, I figured it was inevitable, but it's still sad to see that the convention does have to go virtual But we've because we've lost so many events. How difficult of a decision was this for you guys at Farm Bureau to make? Well, certainly we put a lot of consideration in and had a lot of discussion because I know that our members really value the networking, the social aspect of the annual meeting, and, and there's certainly some that feel that uh, that in-person dialogue is very important. But ultimately, it became a very easy decision when we considered all the factors. Completely. Yeah. Like I said, there, were, there was really no other direction to go. So who actually made the call, and how long did it take you guys to, to get to that final decision? Well, it's... You know, when we started out, we were actually looking at a hybrid model. Um, we started the discussions on what our annual meeting would look like this year. Um, I would say we're talking in May. Uh, already we started looking at things, and, and we were kind of looking at a hybrid model because we polled our members, and we did realize that there was a percentage uh, that would not be coming to annual meeting because of their concerns around COVID. Um, and so we tried to balance that with those that wouldn't be able to make it, with those that would. Um, and, and create a hybrid model. But the more we looked into that, uh, the more risky and, and difficult that hybrid type in-person and uh, virtual really becomes. I think it would have been about a week ago here we just made the decision, but we've been working uh, you know, to get the, the word out and how we wanted to message that. Um, I, I'd say we discussed it, uh, you know, once we knew where we were and what we had to do, we discussed it at length. Obviously, details are forthcoming, and I get that. But f- what you can tell me right now, what does a virtual uh, Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation event look like? Well, you know, that's the, kind of the exciting part, because when we made the decision to go virtual, we know there's things we absolutely have to do, and, and, and that's our delegate session, and that's what 
our members tell us is the most important uh, part when we do our policy for the year and do our business. There's just so many members that, that look forward to, to setting those policies that guide the organization. And then, of course, we have our always our, our award ceremonies and those things that we've done. And, and uh, you know, really it's two different parts. So we're looking right now, uh, this could be, like I say, it's a blank canvas. Uh, we have a lot of opportunity. Uh, we also have the opportunity to engage more of our membership uh, than ever before with a virtual platform reaching out. Depending on how we extend some of those things, uh, there, there's just going to be a lot of opportunity to capture uh, a broader audience. Kind of a, a good situation, bad situation type thing, because the bad situation is you lose much of the social aspect that so many of the members enjoy. But the good part is that you can reach people that maybe haven't made the trek down to the Wisconsin Dells because it's too far away or they don't have the time. That That is absolutely correct. And and so I look at this as, as an opportunity. We're not going to look back and, and uh, worry about what, what we've always done. We're going to go forward and, and create an exciting opportunity and a great venue for our members to participate in. And just so I can put everybody at ease that is listening, so policy still going to happen. We're still going to have the awards. We're still going to have some of the speakers. Most of the, the pillars of the convention are still happening, even though it's virtual. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. We're going to, it's going to look different. It's going to be different without question. But uh, those things that our members cherish uh, are still going to be taking place. Uh, you know, we, we might have the opportunity to extend annual meeting in such that we can start well before the meeting with some of the awards. Uh, again, what was is no longer. And so we look and, and see how we can adjust to that and make this a better experience. And things that you want Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation members to be thinking about as we kind of, it can be convention, it can be policy, it can just be on the farm. Uh, it's been a real tough year. So as we continue to go through the slow burn of coronavirus, what are things you want them to keep in mind? Well, I certainly, what I want them to keep in mind is, is to work at their county levels. Uh, a grassroots organization like Wisconsin Farm Bureau, our, our key focus is, is that policy that comes directly from the members out in the counties. And that's why I'm proud to be part of this grassroots organization. And so I don't want people to lose sight of that uh, because we are going to deliver on policy discussions and we're going to have those. Uh, what I don't want members worrying about is how we're going to accomplish this. Uh, we're committed to making this work. We're committed to having a great experience for our members. And uh, we have a nice opportunity, the board having the wisdom, to make this uh, decision now rather than react to a potential uh, regulation or inability to meet in person, you know, coming right up in November, we have time to plan for this event. We have time to host some trainings. We have time to prepare people to be ready to be very effective. The president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, Joe Bragger, joining the Midwest Farm Report this morning as Farm Bureau's annual meeting is going completely virtual and it will be happening on Friday, December 4th and Saturday, December 5th. Details are forthcoming on what exactly it will look like and Bragger told me to stay tuned as details will be coming out very soon. And the pillars of the convention, including policy development, awards, and most speakers are still going to be happening, even though it will be taking place online. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. Thanks, Josh. Okay, up in just moments, we're talking with Mike North from Commodity Risk Management Group. I can tell you an overnight trade, December corn right now is up a penny at 355. November beans up a nickel currently at 929. September wheat is up four and a half at 536. July new crop 
up three at 556. That's uh, quite an improvement compared to when I walked in the office at about two o'clock this morning. Barrel cheese up three and a quarter yesterday to a dollar forty three and three quarters on four trades. Forty pound block cheese up four and a quarter at one eighty seven and a quarter on three trades. While double A butter finished on Wednesday down two at a dollar fifty per pound. Two trades there. Fluid milk right now. September twelve cents stronger. Closed at fifteen ninety five a hundred weight. But right now October through April fluid milk contracts in Chicago are all in the red ink. Well, we know that there's another billion dollars going towards the federal efforts, the Farm to Families Food Box Program. What else is the market watching? Talking about that next with Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group down in Platteville. He's joining us live. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The battle to generate more revenue could be as simple as a free IT assessment from Compel Consulting. You'll receive a customized report detailing opportunities to reduce risk, lower costs, increase productivity, and revenues. Compel Consulting simply wants to help you make more money. Schedule a free technology assessment with Compel today and be more productive tomorrow. Visit CompelledNetworks.com. Compel Consulting, professional IT solutions, just like having family in the IT biz. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Carrier has a complete line of home heating products to keep your family comfortable this winter without burning your budget. With smart temperature management and remote access options, it's easier than ever to control your home's climate. And Carrier energy-efficient systems can help reduce utility bills without sacrificing comfort. For more complete comfort and greater peace of mind, turn to your Carrier expert. Call your Carrier factory-authorized dealer, Parker Heating and Cooling in Madison. Believe it or not, interest rates are the lowest in history, and now is the time to refinance. If you want to save some money on your mortgage every month, it's very quick and easy. Allow me to show you all of your options. Just give me a call, and we'll get the process started. Educated mortgage, the NMLS number 222-652. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 547 is get we get rolling on another hot sticky Thursday around the state of Wisconsin. Man, I think that's uh what's crossing the minds of many. It seems like it's been going on forever, but the good news is the weather's going to break this weekend. You want to talk about weather and uh getting attention this morning. I mentioned it time and time again. Uh, watching what is uh, downgrading now, but started off as kind of Hurricane Laura made landfall last night in southwest Louisiana into Texas. Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group out of Platteville, is joining us live this morning. I've got to wonder and believe that traders are paying attention to 
not just what's happening right now with that storm, Mike, but where it's ultimately going and what it could do in its path. For sure. And really, the timing couldn't be better because the, 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 the grain crop really could use a drink. And as it stands right now, we are looking for a little bit of uh, rain to be moving its way up um, into kind of that Ohio River Valley and, you know, pushing upwards into parts of Illinois, but then causing a little bit of a, a, a pressure system to then move through parts of Iowa and elsewhere. And right now, as we're finishing out the bean crop, that's a big, big discussion and so everybody's watching what Laura does, how intense she maintains as she's making landfall, where she moves from here. And, you know, this time of the year, we always have to be watching that. But this time, uh, th- this time, I think it's a little bit more critical because it has turned off and gotten pretty dry through a big chunk of the Corn Belt over the course of the last three or four weeks. Yeah. Do we think that it's to the extent where I know I've had some agronomists say that the bottom pods are aborting, but, uh, you know, how much do we stand to lose or gain here, Mike? Well, the big thing is, is keeping the pods that we have, filling out the pods. You know, the thing about... Uh, soybeans is that you know they can put that that rain to work pretty quick and if that soybean hasn't gone too far and too, you know it's not too late in its maturity we ultimately can get that to you know fill that pod even more and turn little beans into bigger beans and that that's that makes a big difference in yield um, we are still looking at a really big soybean yield you know by the by the last uh, report it'll be a record um, and to try to keep as much of that uh, as possible. That's really the end game right now. So uh, we're watching that real close to uh, see what kind of yield implications that have, but every little bit counts right now as we're you know, making the crop in August and early September. That's, that's where soybeans are made. Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group down in Platteville, joining us live this morning. Let's uh, pivot to what you guys really keep an eye on, and that is dairy. So earlier this week, a billion dollars coming from USDA, again, uh, going towards the farm-to-families food boxes, one of the categories that usually benefits from that, cheese and dairy products. It did have a short-term uh, clip up, Mike. I just wonder how much more gusto we've got out of that announcement. Well, remember that we were already in kind of that last wave of the food box program before we got the announcement. And if you go back and you take a look at block cheese and where we've come through the month of August, we're already pushing 30 cents off of the low price established in that first um, couple of weeks of August. And as we talk further now, everybody's trying to wrap their brain around what this next billion dollars is going to mean. And as we run the math and we look at where they're at in terms of Section 32 purchases together with the Food Box program, we believe there's about $1.4 billion out there that can be spent. Um, and that really is about a $400 million increase from where we thought we would be. The new money may just be the old money that, uh, that was left. You know, and, that's, and that's really what we've been talking about for a while. Uh, so we don't see this as super bullish to the market, but at the same time, every little bit helps as we're coming into the fall because the unanswered questions are not just what will the food box program be, but what are we going to leave on the table with schools uh, 
kind of returning, but maybe not returning or returning for a week and then shutting down or what, whatever that looks like. We don't know how will that impact bottling facilities, what kind of milk goes in the carton this fall. Further, you know, you know, college football pretty much done, the NFL pretty much done. You know, who's going to be ordering all the pizza this year on game day? You know, what are we going to do as we go into the holiday season and families gather around a cheese platter? Are, you know, those type of things really are the mainstay. And, 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 oh, let's not forget that, you know, we like to get a little bit of export business done this time of year, too. If we run too far away from the world market again, that could really put us in a pickle. So, uh, demand is certainly up for grabs right now, but we do believe that in the short run, there's room for a little bit of a pop here. Lots of chatter in the industry that we could be pushing back towards $2 cheese while the bids remain pretty constant among a lot of processors. Talk to me about fluid milk. That has been rip-roaring uh, up limits and then all of a sudden falls to the floor. What is the story there? Yeah, so that's just, you know, as you look at that class three and four, we're really trying to figure out what's going on across the entire platform. Uh, fluid milk, I will say, on the retail level has remained strong. What we do with, you know, again, that, that school program is going to be a big question for us. And that has that ripple all the way back through. And, and, and class three markets, yes. You know, we start the week, we're up limit two days in a row. We sell it off hard yesterday. We're back up overnight going into the Thursday trade. And, you know, as, as we look at uh, the path forward, everybody's just trying to figure out all of these different demand scenarios. And there's no clear path. There's no good vision forward of what it actually, you know, absolutely will be. So that's, that, that volatility you're seeing is, is, is literally the day-to-day, minute-by-minute moving needle in that conversation uh, that, that you know, changes people's minds from one day to the next of whether this thing is strong or weak. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's going to be like that, unfortunately, for quite a while as we feel our way through all of this because there's really, again, no, no benchmark for this. There is no historical you know, uh, way to gauge what, what we should be expecting going into this uh, next three months, really. Yeah, Yeah. well, that's true. So Mike North along with us, if you're just joining us, Commodity Risk Management Group. We're going to run out of time to get deep in anything else, Mike. Mike and his crew just found new office digs. What's the phone number where we can reach you, Mike, if we want you to help us chart a course? Well, that's staying the same, and that number is 608 960 4771 or look us up online at uh, www.crmg.us. All right. Beautiful. Appreciate it so much, Mike. Always a pleasure to have you. Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group down in Platteville along with us.